0: Hello, this is Marcelo Pico, founder of the Talk From Society and host of many Talk From Society podcasts, and I'm here to intro the first episode, or the intro episode, episode zero, of Marking the Marks with Marcus and Marcelo. Uh, This first popped up on the Patreon feed over at Talk From Society, patreon.com slash Talk From Society, published March 31st. 2019 now it's here on the free feed for you all to enjoy um, just wanted to say if you wanted to hear more episodes right away uh, we I mean, we're all, already up on episode 6 about to record episode 7 of the podcast go to our patreon again patreon.com slash talk from society to hear more uh, this these free episodes will be out weekly for the next few weeks Uh, but again, check out our Patreon for the latest, for newer episodes, listen to them all. So enjoy episode zero and oh, follow, uh, marking the marks on Twitter at marking the marks, uh, marks with a C at the end. So marking the M A R C S on Twitter. That's it. Enjoy episode zero of marking the marks. Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is Marcelo Pico and with me is Marcus Irving. Hello, Marcus.
1: Hello, Marcelo.
0: Oh boy, it's a new podcast. Um, the title of which we are going to figure out right now. Okay. But first, who are we and what are we doing here? Okay. Uh, you, may, you may have stumbled onto this by accident, You don't know who we are or what we're talking about. Let's get that out of the way first, okay? And then we'll talk about what this show is called. That makes sense, right, Marcus?
1: (laughs) That's a great point. (laughs) Uh,
0: My name is Marcelo Pico. I am the host and co-host of several shows on the Talk Film Society Podcast Network. I'm the editor-in-chief and the founder of said network and website, Talk Film Society. I've been doing this for far too long. And Marcus, do you want to do want to give a an intro of who you are?
1: Yeah, I'm Marcus Irving. I uh, I am a writer over there at TalkFilmSociety.com. It's about, it's about it. <laughs> I'm the first time co-host of a podcast, as you can tell, probably.
0: Yes, we are co-hosting this. Uh, and welcome aboard, Marcus. Uh, this is your first podcast. Now, what a podcast to be a co-host of. This is a wrestling podcast. It is a spin off of that one episode we did on my show, Marcel Makes a Podcast, where we talked about wrestling, okay? And also that commentary of Paul Blart <laughs> that we, <laughs> we did. <laughs> we talked about wrestling. We talked about wrestling, where I watched uh, King of the Ring 1998 while also watching Paul Blart. Okay, so it's, it's synced up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good listen. Please listen to it. Um, so what are we doing here? We are... The plan is to, to do a monthly show where Marcus and I discuss wrestling. Okay? And if you haven't listened to us talk about wrestling in the past, I recommend you do. What are you doing, you asshole? Um, I am a, a novice in the new wrestling Okay, I, I I used to watch wrestling back twenty years ago, uh, but I stopped for like several decades, and then I picked it back up um, thanks to Marcus, and now I can consider myself a new wrestling watcher. I'm invested enough that I'll be watching WrestleMania and possibly the oh not possibly the plan is to watch every single pay per
1: view from now on until the show ends. <laughs> <laughs> From WWE specifically. Yes. Say
0: that. Yes. 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 From WWE sp- 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 although, specifically. Although, uh,
1: I want to talk to you about that later. Maybe oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. A yeah. Bit. Yes. 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 But. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I am Marcus Irving, and I am kind of also a newer wrestling fan. I'm not. I haven't watched it my entire life. It was always kind of just there and I never really paid attention to it until my friends kind of started me, invited me over to pay-per-views and then slowly and slowly I got more into watching it and then like late, like December, uh, December 2017, I was like watching nothing. I was just sitting here and I turned on raw when it was on live and I really have not looked back since I've been absolutely obsessed with it and I've been going back and watching old stuff. I watch everything every every Raw SmackDown and pay-per-view. And uh yeah, so I don't know everything. I'm not going to claim to, but I am a fan and I have fun with it and I like the wrestling.
0: There you go. And you're the perfect guy to get me through this new wrestling. Uh and I I know my stuff from 20 years ago from the uh raw era as they called it back when it was wwf and Stone Cold steve austin was a thing um you know i those are my days so i i i know i know stuff i know stuff you know but uh marcus will help with with the new stuff and help me understand and appreciate that so that's the plan we're going to do a monthly show where we talk about uh the wwe pay-per-views which are monthly events right so that's it that's the plan and I hope you all enjoy it. Oh, and I'm like, well, well, we'll have guests in the future. I mean, it's not just gonna be me and Marcus, you know, uh, we'll, 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 we'll spice things up. We'll make it fun. So, yeah. uh, okay. So that's the plan. What's the name of the show? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. We don't have a name yet. Exactly. Uh, we thrown, we've thrown, yeah, we thrown threw, some
0: things back and forth through our own ideas. So, okay. I think we landed on the one before we started recording. You know. Um and this kinda and this will be I'm hoping this podcast would be somewhat educational to people too. Okay, this is a podcast for uh hopefully fans of wrestling who will enjoy us, you know, breaking it down and you know, going through what happens in, in, in the pay per views and the matches, and also for new you know, for people who don't know much about wrestling. They can learn a thing or two about this sports entertainment thing. So Yes. Uh, <clears throat> what was the last what was the last title we landed on that we were kind of like okay, this is it? Was it was it uh, So
1: go yeah, ahead. The yeah. last the last one that we had written down was well, it's called Marking the Marks and we are the marks. I'm Marcelo. I'm
0: Marcello. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm <you're> Marcus. Marcus.
1: <laughs> yes. And both of our names start M A R C. <laughs> <laughs> so we very cleverly uh, thought that the second marks would be M A R C S, but still pronounced marks. And uh, what is a mark? I don't know exactly. It's kind of a catch-all term for a lot of different areas of wrestling fandom, but mostly it's—I think it's di- like like it was originally used for uh, like people that think that wrestling is. Real or something, yeah, or not scripted or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I, I I like that title because I think you uh you pitched an alternate title that had the same kind of alliteration with the MRC, and I'm like, yeah, let's let's make it like that, like marking the marks with, Mar- with Marcelo. No, it's marking the marks with Marcus and Marcelo i i <laughs> yeah. I am a fan of alliteration, and that works yep, that's
1: a lot better that's and lot better. and I like that wrestling term that's in there too, marks, and, um, and we are trying to make marks out of one of the marks, yeah, yes, <laughs> that is our mission statement either you ultimate goal. either you, Marcelo or me, Marcus, okay, yes,
0: <clears throat> so that's the setup, okay, um, and that's who we are, that's what the show is, uh and now let's talk about wrestle. Let's dive into it. WrestleMania, it's coming up. Sure. The da- <laughs> it is the date is currently March twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, Marcus. Uh, and for those listening, if you did, if you did, yeah again go back and listen to that episode uh, uh, me and Marcus did on Marcelo Makes a Podcast and listen to that Paul Block commentary. But uh, yeah, I I um I threw out that question of whether I was going to continue watching wrestling uh, after w- watching the Royal Rumble. 2019 and at the end of it i'm like yeah i'll watch wrestling and i'll watch wrestlemania uh
1: i'm a i'm 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 a fan i'm enough of a fan to continue so so you came away from watching that being a fan of a few new people yes and being interested in particularly one storyline that we'll get to later yes
0: we'll get to that uh but wrestlemania i'm for sure watching that we're gonna do a podcast about that once all eight hours of that is finished um, yes. And yeah, so when is WrestleMania, Marcus? I'm throwing, I'm throwing out the hard questions to
1: you. Uh, I believe it's April 7th. I April. probably should have written that down. <laughs> it's April 7th, <clears throat> I believe. April 7th. So that's like two weeks away.
0: If I'm if I have my calendar out, I could look that up. But yeah, it's pretty close. So we're two weeks away from WrestleMania. Uh since the Royal Rumble. I guess we'll talk about this. Uh, the Royal Rumble was in January,
1: right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. January, um, just... and that officially kicked off the road to WrestleMania. Yes,
0: which is a
1: f- phrase they've been throwing around for years. <laughs> they they do not shut up about every week. Yeah, that is something that you got to get used to as a WWE fan. <laughs> they will find a term and they will not stop using it incessantly.
0: Yeah. So twenty years ago back in the... And I
1: say... And
0: I call it the Raw... It Was it the Attitude Era? It's the Attitude Era. That's that's what it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like 90s.
0: Yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. It's the Attitude Era, back when there was a feud between WCW and WWE, back when there were two big wrestling um, companies. Now, there's just one. The WWE is basically the Disney of wrestling companies. There are independent um, uh, companies out there, but WWE is the big... Dog nowadays, but back then, 20 years ago, it was two uh, competing companies. And uh, to, to nab the ratings, the WWE uh, would uh, do some outlandish things during their Monday Night Raw uh, broadcasts. And, you know, which includes like <clears throat> the, the, the whole DX plot line, where uh, these wrestlers would uh, pound their crotches at people, uh, there'd be curse words. Uh, there'd be huge feuds like uh, Stone Cold, Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon and uh, thus, you know, began the Attitude Era and uh, yeah, WWF, WWE won that battle and they ate up WCW uh, like in the early 2000s and that was that.
1: And now they're more
0: family friendly,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the Attitude Era and around 2000... nine or ten ish they start they moved into the pg era kind of when john cena was officially cemented as the guy and he was very very popular with kids they entered into a pg era is what it's called unofficially and it's like uh i don't know things are just a little uh, calmer there's not as much swearing or like really violent stuff blood is not a uh, desired thing for them anymore, necessarily. Yeah.
0: I, and it's a, it's a reason why I, I kind of stopped watching is because, uh, it just, and we'll talk about this, you know, as we do the podcast and as we bring up on as I bring up on matches, I know that, um, you know, there, and I even mentioned this in the last podcast we did. There's a, uh, I liked when, you know, things felt, uh, real. Like <laughs> I know it's wrestling, I know it's supposed to be fake, but when you you know, throw your body into a pile of thumbtacks or you crash through a you know, twenty foot steel cage, you know, uh that's the stuff I like.
1: You know, and um Yeah, absolutely. That that stuff looks like immediately like, oh my god, how are they doing this? They're yeah. dead. Yeah. And like today I would say that like that doesn't happen as much in WWE or basically ever in WWE. But like, but uh, like it still <laughs> destroys their bodies just as much. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which uh, which I mean which which I appreciated. Um, I appreciated how athletic, how um, uh, how the feats of strength uh, during a lot of those matches during the Royal Rumble. I mean, oh, that impressed me. So that's kind of what what won me over to watch wrestling. Now is like, hey, you know, they may not be, you know, uh, uh, you know, cutting each other with razor blades. But uh, they nope. still – there's still something there. There's still some – They still do crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. They still do crazy stuff. Um, oh, I guess my point of that long rant was, uh, yeah, I mean, the Road to WrestleMania. They've been talking about that for – since I started watching back 20 years ago, the Road to WrestleMania. And it seems like they've just stuck with that. There's always that, that WrestleMania sign you know, above the ring starting in January. And for every storyline involving WrestleMania, there's always a camera angle where they're pointing at the sign <laughs> – or they're Absolutely. looking up at the
1: sign. You must point out that sign. <laughs> you, must, you must make sure everybody knows that you want to go there, and that sign is there, like for the pay-per-view
0: events before WrestleMania for um for yeah for Raw for SmackDown and for yep. for the weekly shows, um, just to remind you and the folks paying attention, folks watching. Yes, WrestleMania, their biggest event of the year. It's coming up. Um, it used to be in March, right? The, the, I guess they moved it to April. I don't
1: know. You could, I couldn't yeah. tell you.
0: Yeah, I think in the back twenty years ago, they I think they used to have it in March because there were two ma- two pay per views before WrestleMania at the beginning of the year,
1: and now there are three. So yeah, they, they're they're squeezing out every bit of it. <laughs> yeah. So between Royal Rumble and now, you didn't watch them. I did, but there's there were two pay per views. There was the Elimination Chamber and Fastlane. Lane, and those were ostensibly to set up the feuds for the for uh wrestlemania can and it that's yeah
0: is it set where every month it's the same pay-per-view or do they change the names of the pay-per-views
1: uh i it's kind of like every january there's the royal rumble every because i i, I was about yeah. to ask you name
0: all the pay-per-views in in one WWE year
1: Oh, boy. Okay, I think I can. I think I can. I think right, I can. Go I for want it. To. Yeah. All right. January Royal Rumble. February uh, Elimination Chamber. March Fastlane. April is uh, uh, WrestleMania. uh <laughs> <You> almost forgot. <laughs> yes, continue. Uh, May is... Uh, blah, 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 blah. May is... May is... May is... May is... Backlash, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Good preview for the future. Uh, <laughs> um... Or it sucked last year, I'll say that. Uh, June, right? June's next? May, June? Yes, May, June. Uh, June yes. May, June. Uh, May, June is uh, Money in the Bank, I believe. Okay. And after okay. here is where I'm getting a little dicey. After that might be... There's one more, and then there's SummerSlam. God damn it. I'm losing it. I'm yeah. losing it. It's
0: okay. I, I, I mean, uh, back... Uh, back when I used to watch it, they would change certain titles each month. They would have the key ones. I mean, the biggest ones, obviously, are WrestleMania. That's the biggest one. Uh, War of Bumble. uh That might be the second biggest or third biggest, next to like SummerSlam. They call that the WrestleMania in the summer or something. Uh, some, you know, some, yeah, it's, something it's, like that. It's,
1: it's just as big as WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, sure. Not really. Yeah. Uh, Survivor Series, they still do, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's become less of a big deal, but it's still one of the top five, I would say. And
0: I think those are the big ones. They did have Backlash, which wasn't, even back then, wasn't that good.
1: I mean, yeah, it's definitely not. It's not one of their focused ones, you know? No. And they've but, got, I can say more, a more couple, like there's Tables, Lighters, and Chairs in December. Okay. Uh uh, Hell in a Cell in October, yeah. And those are those are their big gimmick ones. Those are the ones that are always like you're promised something, and you usually are delivered it in the form like the Hell in a Cell match. It's it's mostly always going to deliver, or the Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match. They're going to go all out and break fifty chairs and yeah tables, and it's 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 fun for those reasons. But when you get to a backlash, and there's no real gimmick. I don't know, we'll get into that later. <laughs> a different episode.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 interesting now seeing those gimmick pay-per-views um because back in the day they were just matches. Like Hell in a Cell was just a match. The el- the elimination chamber was just a match. Uh right. tables eyes, and chairs was just a match. Even uh, Money
1: in the Bank was just like a match and now they're their own yeah. They're their own thing. They're their own pay per views. So and yeah, and you're less, you're a lot less likely to get one of those matches at any other time of the year, which is crazy. I mean, yeah, uh, pick any,
0: you know, classic pay per view, and you'd have like Hell in a Cell or a Table of Chairs or all in one pay per view. But now they just have it's, you know, if you want a Hell in a Cell match, you have to wait until when. <laughs>
1: Like what, what yeah, yeah October. October. <laughs> to wait until October. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh and uh Yeah, and like I'm I'm looking over this I've got the WrestleMania card written out here. Ooh. And yes, and uh there's there's one gimmick match on the entire card and I've got like ten matches here. <laughs> and we'll we'll get into what that is later, but there is one match with a special stipulation on it, which is just that's nuts. There there's got I... they can do more. <sighs>
0: And I, this is essentially episode zero, kind of setting the table for our series. But I, uh, in the next episode, I kind of want to do this. I want to obviously talk about the pay per view matches, um, you know, for the for the events. I also want to throw in like one like you know classic match. I want to talk about like one specific one I I like from yeah. you know, back when I used to watch it. But uh, that's very good. I have been meaning to rewatch one. Um, and I this might be my favorite uh, of the gimmick matches, you know the the special stipulation matches. Well, it's it's called uh, what's
1: it called uh, Iron Man match. Do, sure. Do they ever do that? You know, in in modern um, wrestling. Yes, it's pretty rare, but I would say it happens four or five times a year. You know. Okay. Um, there. Uh, I'll mention that later. Go on.
0: <laughs> but no but there's like one match with uh like Shawn michaels and i forget who the other participant was like from like survivor series and like 97 or some shit but that went on for an hour it was an hour's right. worth of that pay-per-view it was that match right. and that right. was amazing you know yeah,
1: that's exciting
0: and i can't i mean you would know i mean Would they ever, or have they recently ever cut out like an entire hour for just one match, Marcus?
1: Actually, Marcelo, yes they have. And it's one of the things I want to try to get you to watch. (laughs) Um, They, back like in February or something of last year, they did, uh, they have the, they, today their Iron Man matches usually only go for like 30 minutes. That's mostly what they set them at. But they have the gauntlet match, and the gauntlet match is uh, two people start out, and then once they have their match is over, a new person comes out and faces the victor of that match, of the first match, and it's kind of just one long, continuous string of matches until they get to the end. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, they did one back in February last year that was, like, two whole hours of Raw, and it was just, like, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That, like, really cemented, like... Like, this is fucking cool. And, anyway, they did that again this year. And Seth Rollins, in that match, he he personally went over an hour. He beat four people, I think, maybe three in a row. And it was just really exciting. And they did that again this year with uh, Kofi Kingston. And he actually did it twice this year. He went over an hour in a gauntlet match in January or February. And then on the last episode of SmackDown... He went over an hour again, almost almost an hour, I think this time. And he and this, uh, I don't I don't know how much I can get into with like specific storylines. I don't want to start it yet.
0: <laughs> oh no, I guess so, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll jump into that one in a bit. But uh, I guess yeah, that I'm already interested in that because, like I said, I mean, uh, endurance matches like that where. I don't know. Like sometimes, the 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 longer the match, the more interested I'm in. You know, which yeah,
1: they can be very exciting. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if that makes any sense to people. Oh, and they also do like two out of three falls matches. and yeah. Those yeah, yeah. Tend oh, to go
0: longer. And I guess I forgot to mention the you know an Iron Man matches. Yeah, it goes on. I think it's like a set time, right. uh, and how I mean, whoever has the most pinfalls by the end, you know, wins. Right. Yep. And that's right. For that Shawn Michaels one I mentioned, I forget how many. I, th- oh, I have to rewatch it, uh, but it was exciting. I mean, yeah, uh, those two have to. I mean, the the participants of a match like that, or any long match, they have to be up to the challenge of, uh, you know, being active for over an
1: hour, an hour, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's 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 thrilling yeah, to watch. Yeah. And when they like when they get exhausted when they're nearing an hour like you 100% believe it it gets you so much like really invested into the match it's 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 really exciting there you go
0: so yeah so there you go I mean I I like wrestling I do so and uh, I'm interested to see matches like that uh, I guess we'll just get into it okay WrestleMania setting the table right now before you know we we started recording actually a few days ago I messaged Marcus I was like hey how many storylines should I pay attention to really for WrestleMania? What 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 number of WrestleMania were we on? Which one is this? Thirty-five. Thirty-five for WrestleMania thirty-five. And what was the number you gave me, Marcus?
1: I said okay. So there's <laughs> there's seventeen to eighteen matches on the card. Is the rumor currently there's about ten or so announced, and I said six of them I think have actually interesting stories going into it. I think I think you said eight, and then you kind of narrowed Did it I?
0: down to six. I think so.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I remember eight. No, I said six first, and then I and then I broadened it up to eight later. When <laughs> okay. I'm okay. <laughs> and then
0: I was like, "Can I get a top five? <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah, there's so. a, there's only so much I, I can catch up on. And I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to start with Becky Lynch or save that for the end because that'll be the last thing. Yeah, let's let's save Becky Lynch for last. Um. Uh. So let's start. With, let's, let, can we do a top five, Marcus? And then, and then, and we then we we'll, can, yeah, and then we'll tackle the the other matches, you know, real quick. Um, after that, um, uh, we'll do that after, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Again, we're just, we'll just, I hit, could, I, it's, it's I just I this is lane, throw them out there. This is lane, right laying
1: the groundwork. Let's start with the smaller matches, and they'll do a top All five, right, yeah. okay. I'm not going to talk about them much, I'm just going to throw them out there, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, here we go. So, okay, leading up to WrestleMania, anybody who wants to. Watch WrestleMania. No, ex- you know, not exactly, but for the most part, what's going to go on. Here we go. Uh, here's your guide to WrestleMania by marker serving. First off the smaller matches, uh, the ones that are not, you know, the, the big boys, but the ones to keep an eye on. So Marcus, okay. What's the first one?
1: Okay. So on the kickoff match, there is very likely going to be others. Oh, it's, it's announced. There's a 30 man, uh, uh, a uh, battle Royal match. It's called the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. They've done this every year for the last. I think this is gonna be the fourth or fifth one. Okay. And uh, it's thirty men in there, and they they throw each other over the top rope to get to one winner. So it's like and so it's, far, it's like the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, it's basically the Royal Rumble except for everybody starts in the ring. Okay. All thirty yeah, yeah. competitors are automatically exactly in there. And um, yeah, usually those. Uh, aren't all that good and they don't ever amount to anything story-wise. At least not yet. It's possible that they will sometime in the future, but they have not yet. And this year, the only person we have officially entered into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is Braun Strowman. So look out for that. Uh, We've also got um, their WWE has a, they have five divisions kind of. I'm going to, Try to get into this quick. There's Raw SmackDown, 205 Live, which is their. They have an hour-long show on Wednesdays and or Tuesdays, and it's their uh. Uh, their cruiserweight division under 205. I
0: they, had no, I had no idea what that was a thing. That's so, that's news
1: to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, they get in. They there. They do. Uh, they kind of get into high flying moves, and they're always. They're flashy. They're usually pretty, darn fun to watch. And this year, the current champion of 205 Live is Buddy Murphy. He's this Australian guy versus uh, Tony Nieves, who I think won like a Fatal Five Way or something recently to get into that match. And usually, these matches are—they're not ever really the focus of the show, but they're always there, and they always pull out something pretty fun. They're gonna get into athletic stuff, and it's good. Um your current United States Champion on SmackDown Live is Samoa Joe. <laughs> and uh you got Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. I know who Rey Mysterio is. Yes, you do. Uh he is still at it. He came back to the WWE just last year and he is still just as good as he ever was. He's great. I, I didn't got... know this. What? No, uh quick question,
0: okay. So what was the name of that title that they're vying for? Uh, the
1: United States Championship. Is that a semi-new championship? Because I don't remember I don't, that. I don't think it is. I think it's just one that has never meant much. <laughs> or because... Or at least, it definitely doesn't now.
0: I remember, but, and, 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 and tell me if like any of these don't exist anymore. Well, I know the Hardcore Championship doesn't exist anymore. That used to be a nope. thing. Yeah. Uh, the European Championship? Nope. Okay, the Intercontinental Championship? Yes. Okay, that's still a thing. And then, of course, well, they have two big championships now, right? Because of the brands, they have the... Yeah, uh,
1: Raw has like, Raw basically has like, for the men, they've got like one big one and one lower one. Okay. And so is SmackDown, both okay. of
0: them do. All right. Um, but anyway, but yeah, so I guess that's, I guess I, as soon as I started not watching wrestling, they threw that new one in the, was it the United States Championship? Yeah. Okay, anyway. Go,
1: go, go, on. We go Samoa Joe's the champion. He became it like two or three weeks ago. Um, they've been doing these matches, like big five-person matches, and they're, they've are they been awesome, but they also haven't had any storyline built up to them. I, I looked up this card just today, and I didn't even know that was already announced, but <laughs> apparently it was, because they, they like to announce their matches like on Twitter where you don't see it. Um, so that happens. Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. I do It's not going to mean much, but it's going to. It should definitely be good. Samoa Joe is like this big guy, and Rey Mysterio is a small guy. Not that obvious. David versus Goliath thing. It's fun. Um, Sounds fun. What's next? Um, I'm gonna. We're not going to talk about these at all. But uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Uh, that is not officially announced, but I very highly expect it will be. Same with Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor for the. Inter- non- Intercontinental Championship. Not officially announced, but it sure will be. They've been building to it. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on. Um, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Now, this is not for anything, but uh, AJ, he's new to the WWE as of like three years, I'd say. And he was like a very big indie star, and he came to WWE and was like instantly popular. He had a lot of goodwill from... Uh, impact and all that and uh and he kind of took over the show and he like like in the 3 years that he's been here he's been WWE champion twice and one of those reigns lasted an entire year wow and uh he has this catchphrase uh the f- face that runs the place that's not the right catchphrase though they have everybody has fifty catchphrases <laughs> Uh, his catchphrase that that matters to this storyline is uh, the how SmackDown Live is the house that AJ Styles built, and um, Randy Orton, who is big bad guy, great bad guy. Yeah, he uh, he he's been around for a while. I think I I remember right. seeing him wrestle, and his big beef is, hey, I've been here for like fifteen years, and I've been champion forty five thousand times. And yeah, I think this is the house that Randy Orton built. And they're gonna go fight about it, and that that should be fun. Honestly, they've been delivering uh, like really cool promos with it, and it's they've got a good build up for that one, but it's not essential.
0: Yeah, I um, I, I, I looked up who AJ Styles was, and I recognize him uh, now. He's the guy who uh, I I rewatched some matches for a pay-per-view I do not remember the name of now. I don't remember from when it was from. Maybe like a year or two ago. And one of his matches came up and he was fighting uh Chris Jericho. And I know they had like oh, a right. they had a thing, you know, and I watched some of that match and yeah, it was it was, it was interesting. So yeah, uh I know who AJ Styles is. He seems like a interesting wrestling figure.
1: He is a good wrestler. He good. He good. Good wrestling. Figure.
0: He <laughs> good, good wrestling.
1: He good wrestle. Uh, now, <laughs> uh, there's also... There was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, 30-man Battle Royal. Uh, that's for the men, and the women have their own. Uh, that started just last year with the 30-woman Battle Royal. There's no fun name. Uh, uh, and, um, yeah, it hasn't... Again, this that has not been officially announced, but uh, it will happen. And uh, there's also... Asuka, she's the current SmackDown Women's Champion, and the Raw Women's Championship has kind of been the really big focus for the last few months, so the SmackDown one has kind of fallen down the ladder. But Asuka, she's great, and um, her match is not 100% set yet, but they have said that she will have a match, and it's going to be versus who one of these four ladies that wins a Fatal 4-Way on Tuesday on SmackDown. So I'm not sure who it will be yet, but... gotcha. Um, and I'll say the last, <clears throat> the last kind of, not, not much big buildup, but still kind of decent. Um, they recently at the Elimination Chamber in February, they introduced the women's tag team titles. They reintroduced those titles. They're acting like it's the first time they've ever had them, but they had them <laughs> in the 90s in the 80s. But, uh... And uh, your current champions are the Boss and Hug Connection, which is Sasha Banks and Bayley. And they are taking on... Currently, they are taking on Beth Phoenix, who has popped out of retirement and teaming with Natalia to go for the titles. And then there's two other teams who are hovering around it. I expect it to be a four-way tag match. And those two teams are Nia Jax and Tamina... And the iconics, so that could be very fun, and uh, they've had a good build for it, but again, it's just not the focal point, you know, yeah,
0: not essential, even though yes, uh, I enjoy the women's wrestling uh, as absolutely where does that sound, but uh, that's one reason why i uh, I picked up wrestling again because I think what they're doing uh is pretty exciting. Um, yeah,
1: they are fucking killing it.
0: Yeah, they are killing it. Okay, so those are the, you know, the ones to keep an eye on. But here are the big ones. Okay. Yes. They're, we it's a top five, right, right, Marcus?
1: It is one, two, three, four, five. It is. I it's got a it. Top
0: right. five. Here we go. The top five. Ones to keep an eye on. We'll uh, we'll go in depth with these more. All um,
1: right. Um, uh, number five. Number five. It's <laughs> <is> a countdown
0: <laughs> is... <show> now. <laughs>
1: Kurt, okay, you know Kurt Angle. I know Kurt Angle. Wow, he's yes. he's he's doing stuff. He is doing stuff for the last time. Okay, this, another this one supposed, of these. Uh, yes, right. what's this happening? This is supposed to be his retirement match. He's getting too old for it, and he does not want to do it anymore. And he been, he, he showed yeah, up at on. the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, he was in the Royal Rumble, wasn't he? I think so. And, and, I yeah. thought I thought it was just like a a cameo, a cameo, but he's been wrestling? Yeah, yeah, like on and off since December of 2017, he kind of just shows up to do a match here and there, kind of. And the last few months, he's had, like, since, since the Royal Rumble, he's had seven or eight matches, I'd say, on TV, and they've uh, been short, like, two or three-minute matches. He doesn't really seem to have a lot of... Go left yeah in, you know? yeah. For those and, who don't
0: know, Kurt Angle, I mean, he was a, a huge deal uh, back in like the late 90s or er, I think early 2000s is, is when he peaked because he came in as and I'm not sure if this is his persona still, but as uh, I mean, he was an Olympic wrestler, right? That's yep. that's his gimmick. He came in he and he won
1: he won the Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Yeah,
0: and that's that's that was his gimmick. He's like, hey, I'm a I'm an Olympic hero. Everybody respect me. Uh, and everybody uh, did not like him. <laughs> yeah, it? so yeah. An, he was the heel back then. Yeah, an American asshole. And uh, yeah, but he won, you know, championships. He was in huge, you know, uh uh matches with like The Rock and Triple H and um and now cut to 20 years later, almost 20 years later, I guess he's finally saying he's done.
1: He's hanging up the boots.
0: Who's he fighting?
1: Yeah, so this sucks. Um <laughs> great great way to start this. Sucks. This will take a little bit of explaining. Kurt Angle is uh taking on uh it's a little complicated. He's fighting uh, Baron Corbin, who's this newer, like heel guy. And uh Baron Kurt Angle was the general manager of Raw for the better part of a year. And then he went on vacation and uh Kurt and Baron stepped up and he uh ran the show with an iron fist and did a bad job and everybody hated it. And the show was actually extremely bad at that time. (laughs) And, um, now, and now they're kind of squashing that beef with Kurt Angle's very last match. And it's not the most exciting pick. I would say like, you'd, you'd, you'd think like bring back another legend to go out with them, but there's also the thing of, you know, put over the new guy, how much that needs to happen. But, I don't know, it's it's a little boring pick, it's a little underwhelming, but still, this is Kurt Angle, the Olympic heroes last match, and that's a definitely very big moment.
0: Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought this up, uh, because uh, I had no idea this is happening. Hopefully it's not a case of uh, The Undertaker, right? Where I remember it being a big deal, what, like, Three or four years ago, where he had his final match, uh, and but he was like, "Nope, I'm not." Ta- <laughs> is mm-hmm. it, not to not to jump ahead, but uh, is
1: Undertaker on your on your? That, that's one that I actually forgot to mention. No, there is no Undertaker match yet. Oh, there is not. Okay, not not announced. Not I announced. Would not be shocked if there is. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. Actually, yeah. And there's also uh, a couple more people that don't have matches. The Usos are the tag team champions on SmackDown. They don't have a match yet. And the Revival are the tag team champions on Raw. They don't have a match yet. And uh, John Cena, huge name, doesn't have a match yet. He might be shooting a movie, but we think he'll be there.
0: Yeah. But yeah, But Undertaker, I mean, obviously everybody knows who who The Undertaker is. Uh, Inside Outside Wrestling. Um and yeah. yeah, he was a huge steal in the '90s and the 2000s, and he had that winning streak at WrestleMania for the longest time. Then he lost, seemingly retired, came back, and not 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 the same, not as exciting. So <laughs> definitely uh, not the same. <laughs> no. Um, and he could show up at WrestleMania so right. this year. So that's Undertaker. Hopefully, Kurt Angle goes out with a with a bang. Isn't there? Uh I, I don't know if this is just something I re- I saw in a movie or or some wrestler said once and I completely mis- misunderstood it but for a wrestler's final match I mean is it common that they just they just lose it's like they they go out on a loss
1: or or heavy definitely Yeah that's that's a thing right where they're like okay Yeah most definitely it's it's like like put, putting over is to lose to somebody and to put over the new guy is kind of what your what the typical role is there but since this one has history i would not be surprised at all if kurt angle won and went off to the sunset with a nice win baron corbin doesn't need to beat him that wouldn't help baron corbin at all you know?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah understood so there you go so yeah kurt angle his last
1: match uh what about number four uh, number four. Number four, four. Before I say number four, Marcelo, I have to apologize. I actually have six here. I'm a big, dirty liar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Marcus, what about number six? <laughs> no, this will be... The last one was retroactively number six. Okay, so I'll just all say, right. Sorry. Uh, number, number six, and this is number five. Number five, <laughs> the real number five. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this, so this is, this is all don't. staying in. Okay. Uh. Except for do uh, take my number six there. Put it up before the number five. <laughs> Nobody will know. What's, nope. what's number five? But then leave this in touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yes. The real number five. Number six was Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. The real number five, we will say, is Shane McMahon oh. versus The Miz. Ooh.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. Wait a second. Yes. Let me let, let me provide some context because <clears throat> I'm the context king when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> that's that's our wrestling name, the Context King. Uh, <laughs> okay, I know who the Miz is. I know who Shane McMahon is. Shane McMahon is uh, Vince McMahon's son. Uh, I mean, back in the day, uh, they'd you know he Shane McMahon would. Be part of the storyline along with Vince McMahon, and Shane McMahon would go into the ring, and he'd start off like as a referee, and then he became a he didn't become a wrestler, he just wrestled you know in matches along with his father, and you know cut to twenty years later, he's, he's he's now every once in a while jumps into the ring and does insane shit. Like jumping off of, you know, scaffoldings, off of, you know, steel cages. Off
1: the top of the hell on a cell. He yeah. did that two years in a row as like a 50 year old man. Yeah. And he's, nuts. he's good. At the Aurora Bumble, he did that
0: that summer. What, what, what was he? jumped off the turnbuckle, a crazy starfish. Yeah.
1: What was it? Moonsault. Moonsault. Into the- into the into the ter- into the announcers table, right? That's what he did.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, but in the ring, he did that final finishing move where he spun in the air and he landed. Um, that was crazy. Anyway, he's an old man doing all this stuff, and meanwhile, the Miz—he's the guy who was on Real
1: World, right? Yeah, and then he became a wrestler. Yeah, after that.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, but hey, you know, just you know, two short months ago,
1: weren't they on the same side? Oh, yes, Marcelo And what happened? Uh, at, I, I, I will tell you. Uh, it's a very sad story. Oh, no. Yes. So, Shane and... Uh, this all goes back to, like, Seb- September or something when uh, Miz won. Miz uh, went through a tournament to be crowned the best in the world, winning the giant trophy, and then at the last match of the tournament he uh twisted his ankle or something and for whatever reason Shane McMahon stepped in his place and took his place and then Shane McMahon won that match and so Shane McMahon and The Miz co-owned that trophy they were the two best in the world and uh The Miz is kind of a heel and Shane McMahon was a good guy good face guy everybody liked guy and um they uh, had the trophy, and then for the next couple months, uh, The Miz and Sh- The Miz was trying to buddy up to Shane and be like, Hey, we should be a tag team. My fa- he had this heartbreaking story that his father's never been proud of anything he's ever done <laughs> until he had that trophy. Until he had that trophy, the- his father really understood that his son was legit. Even though his son had main evented WrestleMania and beat John Cena, <laughs> but this is this is the thing that really got his dad to get on the Miz's side, you know. And the Shane McMahon related to that, so they became a tag team. And at their first match, they won the tag team titles in January at the Royal Rumble. And uh, and so it was a nice relationship. They defended it successful. No. At the Elimination Chamber the next month, they lost their titles, and because the Miz got pinned, and uh, nothing really happened, but they set up the rematch for Fastlane, and uh, this was one I was hoping to get you to watch. I, I will get you to watch because it's a really good way what they did. Okay, but uh, at Fastlane, they lost the match again against the Usos. Who are now the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and uh, and after the match, Shane went to go hug his or Miz went to go sh- hug his dad, uh-huh. and Shane was there too. And then when Miz started walking away, uh, Shane came up and sucker punched him, beat the hell out of him, right in front of his own father. What? The, the sick bastard, and he even he even put his hands on his on mrs dad oh no and pushed him down he wow. is a sick crazy individual
0: shane mcmahon
1: wow <laughs> shane mcmahon who has never i don't think he's ever been a heel before or he at least has not for a very long time
0: i mean he back, became the heel back in the stone cold days he was for sure a heel uh okay. with his dad okay. so it, it yeah it was it's surprising to me that he's a good guy a face as they call it right
1: Right, yeah, Yeah. and he and he has been for many years now. Yeah, ever since he like came back to WWE ceremony. So, so
0: yeah, so now he's back to being a heel, as I know him. Um, And the
1: Miz, who is typically a face, he basically or I mean a heel, he's typically a heel. He has been for almost his entire run. Uh huh. Uh, He is now the face. He's a dad. He's got a baby and another baby on the way. They've got a nice reality show, which is actually really fun. (laughs) Miz Miz and Mrs. Wait.
0: (laughs) So, okay. This is a lot for me to wrap my head around. Uh, So The Miz, a former reality star, uh, turned wrestler, and now is a wrestler turned reality star. Uh, Yes,
1: a a co-wrestler, co-reality star.
0: Where is this uh, show uh, on? On
1: YouTube. usa like after smackdown it's coming back soon okay gotcha so all right all right uh
0: i i don't need to watch that show do i
1: no but (laughs) uh, hey you know what if you're flipping around and it's on it's fine okay they him and his wife have a very cute relationship okay okay fair enough but uh anyway yeah so the miz is the face shane mcmahon bad guy heard up heard him in front of dad and uh, that is where we're at with the storyline. This is going to be like the big blow off of this feud that's been going on for uh, about a month now. I guess I shouldn't say that, but uh, <laughs> they built this story over very long term. And that that, cr- that best in the world thing that happened at a terrible pay-per-view, the worst pay-per-view of last year. <laughs> and and for so- somehow they made gold out of it and they... they put this storyline out that has like a lot of i'd say emotion behind it the miz in my opinion is the best promo in the wwe and they had a shocking twist it's i i love what they're doing with this and i am very much looking forward to the match uh
0: marcus break down for those who don't know that terminology uh
1: best best promo in the biz what exactly does that mean (laughs) yeah okay so uh wrestling in the ring is wrestling and then outside of the ring, when they're just talking on camera or they're talking to each other, or they're getting mad at each other and whatnot. Uh, that is called a promo. So whenever whenever they are doing the talking part of wrestling, that is called a promo.
0: There you go. Uh, for those who don't know, that's what it is. All right. So and the Miz
1: is extremely good at
0: that. Yeah, uh, I would assume so. He's definitely a personality, and, and I know that. Uh, yeah. I have a question. What's so, up man? So I know you, you just mentioned that Shane McMahon has typically been a a a good guy. What's it called again? Babyface? What is it? Yeah. Face face. Babyface
1: uh, face.
0: face. uh <clears throat> and I know and we'll talk about Stephanie McMahon a little bit later, right? And also Vince McMahon sort of. Sort of. Uh like does Shane McMahon ever interact nowadays with like his dad or his sister? Like do 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 their paths
1: cross? <sighs> So Vince, Vince and Stephanie, both of them, they will just flip on a dime. If they're supposed to be the heels, they will be the heels. If they're supposed to be the faces, they will be the faces. There's no real logic behind it. But Shane's basically been face for a long time, you know. And when they, when they interact, typically it's as faces.
0: Gotcha. All right. So yeah, they they turn, I guess. On a dime, then, because they, uh, de-
1: they definitely do. That is one of WWE's biggest problems right now. <laughs> like, 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 I, I mentioned that match because it's proper long-term storytelling. That is something they have a big problem with.
0: Yeah, long-term stuff. Yeah. Uh, one reason why, and I, I'm always going to harken back to the storyline because it's. Obviously, my favorite storyline of wrestling, and the one I was most invested in, is the Vince McMahon versus Stone Cold storyline. And that went on for months, months and months, almost years even, it seems. And Vince and Shane, if if Shane was involved, it would always be the bad guys. Like, I can't... I honestly can't think of a time, maybe towards the end when I, when I, watched, when I stopped watching wrestling. It wasn't a time when I thought of Vince... Or where Vince McMahon was the good guy, so it's kind of weird to me that nowadays
1: he would be considered. Yeah, a, it's the good a, guy. It's it's that he's just not on TV as much anymore. He's old, like right. He's what? Well, so? He's so old, like late late seventies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And he still does this stuff every single week. He like basically is t- like one hundred percent hands on in charge of two. Of five hours of television every single week. Jeez, man, yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot. And uh, so he doesn't appear on TV as much these days, except for when I mentioned earlier when Raw really sucked. <laughs> they kind of came back. They brought out the big guns. They're like Vince is back, and he's kind of been on here and there. He's seventy three, by the way. Seventy three. Seventy three. Yeah. yeah, and he looks every bit. <laughs>
0: Isn't he steroided up still? Does, or, he must
1: be. He uh, must be. Like, uh, I don't know. He wears that suit. You can't really tell under the suit, but he, he must be.
0: He for sure made a point to show off his steroided like you know, uh, body, his disgusting old man body 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, I guess he's smart in not showing that off anymore. No, he does not. All right. So that was number five,
1: right? We, yeah.
0: All right. So what's number four? The row number four.
1: Number four. Number four. four, four. Number four. Um, this one is a shocking number four, but uh-huh. honestly, the, the storyline has not been good, even though typically this would be your biggest number one. You know? Right. Uh, this is the universal title match, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, who won the Royal Rumble to get into this match. Uh, Seth Rollins, Iowa boy, I love him. And, uh and uh brock lesnar uh big big meanie guy (laughs) he's 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 uh like a part-time wrestler basically and for some reason wwe has decided to have him hold their biggest title um as a part-time guy showing up once every few pay-per-views and that's it to wrestle so they've held their they've held their Biggest title in the company hostage for over a year now.
0: Yeah. We we, 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 yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. On a, I forget what, what uh, podcast we talked about it on, but
1: no, yeah, right. it, it, it's,
0: it's weird. Uh, and I tried to make sense of it last time we talked about it, but like, yeah, like you said, he's been the champion for how long now over,
1: over a year uh, Yeah, for, there was like a two month break in there, but then a tragedy struck and he became champion again yeah and uh but yeah well over a year
0: and it, he only shows yeah. up for the pay-per-views mostly the biggest
1: pay-per-views not every month pay-per-view
0: oh wow like okay. he shows
1: up for your wrestlemania your SummerSlam, your survivor
0: series so brockless and brock lesnar has been around for a while for a long time yeah and, definitely. and they've and now he's... made him this mega star
1: and and, and yeah i yeah I, and I, part of that comes because of his real fight like he does ufc stuff so like I will say when he's around, it's it's electric. He's great. He's awesome in the ring. He has Paul Heyman with him, who's just incredible doing his promos for him. You know. Yeah. But but yeah.
0: But my question uh, back to our previous podcast was like, I guess people. I I, I guess since he he still has this stick where he only shows up when he wants to for the biggest events. I'm guessing wrestling fans. Are okay with this? <laughs> with with no. Ha- no? <laughs> no, and then I guess why why even do it? Uh, it's yeah. I, and
1: I I guess they think he really adds that much value. I can't think that that's true, but maybe it is because I don't know. They're making more money than ever, but uh, yeah, he shows up when he wants. It's 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 lame. It really it's a big fat bummer. And I really hope Seth Rollins can beat him. Yeah. So, but oh, the but I will yeah go on.
0: No, Seth Rollins. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, he's part
1: of the, he was part of Shield, right? Yes, the Shield, which is Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose, who is uh, up reportedly on his way out of the company. Okay, so they're not around much anymore.
0: Uh, but I I did see that match uh of of Shield or is it is it the Shield? Right. Is it is yes, it the, the the Shield the Shield? The,
1: uh, they are the Hounds of Justice.
0: They are the FX TV show, The Shield. Um, <laughs> I saw that match from, um, was it Fastlane, the last month?
1: Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, and it was good. I yeah. had never seen them wrestle before, uh, individually or as a team, and it was a, it was a good watch. So it, it was a nice preamble to me watching this match. And what are the chances that... It's Seth Wallins, Seth right? What are the chances that uh, he'll... Beat Brock Lesnar,
1: um that's an interesting question a uh, very loaded question <laughs> last last year, WrestleMania Roman reigns was in this Seth Rollins position, and it looked like there was a hundred and thousand percent chance that Roman was going to win. There was no snowball- t- chance in hell that Brock Lesnar would walk out of there. Nobody wanted him to and uh for some reason uh Brock Lesnar won it was it sucked <laughs> it was really bad. It was not a great match. There was there was a lot of blood in that match. If you want blood, oh, wow. but uh, but uh, yeah. And this year, I would say it feels like Seth Rollins is going to lose. <laughs> like every <laughs> every inch of my body is saying like 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 I just want him to. But they have fumbled this storyline hard. I would say, like you saw that match at Fastlane that was yeah. the Shield versus. Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley, right? I think so, yeah. And those three have nothing to do with Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins has been tied up in this S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline, S.H.I.E.L.D. going away storyline. And so his giant battle where he's going to slay the Beast has fallen to the wayside, and they have not built it up as much. Like, they have Paul Heyman come out and do a promo every now and then. He shows up and looks angry but they have not built it up as much so i'm thinking like with this kind of a lackluster build up are they really going to end it you know yeah and that's yeah. that's where i'm at i i i really don't think Seth Rollins will but i hope they surprise me yeah and that makes sense because yeah
0: um i know um me i guess at this point being a casual wrestling watcher i know that that shield final match was a huge deal and they invested a
1: lot of time in it are we going to talk about roman reigns Uh, coming up? Um, I, I very briefly mentioned him. Uh, he doesn't have a match currently, but they are clearly building to him versus Drew McIntyre. And they're doing a good job of building that, I will say. Uh, uh, can we talk about uh, Roman Reigns? Not official yet. Not official yet.
0: So let's let's just talk about Roman Reigns for a bit. Uh. Absolutely. Tell us that. Happy to. Yeah. Tell us that, uh,
1: real life aspect of it and his storyline. So... In the WWE, John Cena is kind of being phased out. They need a new top guy. They they lo- WWE loves to find one person and build the entire brand around that person. And for years, they've been making that person uh, slowly turning him into, ser- slowly turning Roman Reigns into that person. Right. He's the focal point of a lot of shows. He was he won the Royal Rumble. Did he win the Royal Rumble oh. last year? I don't know. He was built up to fight. Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It looked like he'd win. He didn't win. And they had three more matches, I'd say two more matches after that. He finally won one of them. He won SummerSlam. Everybody was happy. They were like, finally, Brock Lesnar is not the fucking champion. <laughs> but uh, Roman Reigns has had this kind of troubled history with the WWE, uh, the WWE Universe which is another one of their terms. Mm. We are not the audience. We're not the crowd. We are the WWE universe.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So does that reference the people watching? That's everybody
1: in the audience. That's everybody at home.
0: Okay. Uh, I've heard that phrase before, and now I understand fully what that means. So we are, Marcus and I,
1: are the WWE universe. Yeah, we are some of the best representatives of the WWE members out there. <laughs> anyway, continue. <And laughs> uh, Roman Reigns. So, yeah, he's been, like, it's been very obvious that this is what people's big problem with it, him is. I'd say he's very good doing promos. He's very good in the ring. I've always personally enjoyed him. But um, every time he is. Come out for years now, the audience showers him in booze. He gets <laughs> he gets booed, booed, booed like crazy, and like when he beat when he beat Undertaker, he's the second person to beat Undertaker at WrestleMania after Brock Lesnar. Um, that night after they like just, <laughs> they booed him for like three minutes straight. It's really great stuff. Wait, but, wh- uh, why why did they boo him? Because <laughs> uh, he beat. The Undertaker and people like the Undertaker, you know,
0: that's so basically
1: why I people don't like him. So okay,
0: but did the, the WWE
1: is building up as the guy, right? The guy, right? And the crowd never really got behind him. Okay,
0: right? okay. That's, I, that's basically I, I've seen that before, where
1: they, WWE, yeah. yeah,
0: WWE pushes one character, one wrestler, whatever, one personality, and yeah, the crowd. Sometimes you see through that bullshit, and they're like, they see
1: through it and they resent it. They're like, we didn't choose this guy; you chose this guy. Fuck you. Okay, so yeah, so he 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 had he had that. uh, Regardless of that, he persisted for years as the top guy, basically. Okay, and uh, finally, at SummerSlam of last year, he slayed the beast. He beat Brock Lesnar. He was the new Universal Champion, and finally, by that point, people accepted it. They're like, we don't want Brock Lesnar to be champion. Anything (laughs) is better. You are much better. We like you a little bit now, but still there are booze and all that until two months later after the hell in a cell pay-per-view they teased that they had a big announcement and Roman Reigns came out right at the top of raw one week. And he said that he is diagnosed with a relapse of leukemia. It had gone away. He had it when he was a teen and it came back. And uh, so, yeah, Uh, Everybody was sad Everybody really got behind him then And like all that Like fuck you bullshit That went away Everybody just likes him now After that (laughs) Well yeah uh, obviously Yeah absolutely Everybody rallied behind him and all that And um For months he was Um just off getting Whatever treatments he had done I'm not sure But uh yeah for months And then Brock Lesnar became champion again And um and, uh, yeah, just about a month, a little over a month ago, he came back on Raw in the same way. He came back, he hadn't been on for months, and he said, uh, I beat it, we won. And it was a very nice, great moment, very happy time. And, uh, and yeah, he started wrestling again, and he seems to be coming back into the swing of it. He's still. Lower down, they don't have him doing very much right now. That match with the Shield that you saw—that was his first match since Hell in a Cell, I think, in October.
0: Oh wow. You so know, yeah, and, he's not—he's uh, not gonna headline anytime soon. I'm guessing. Definitely not. But okay. um
1: uh, But like, I if Seth Rollins does not beat Brock Lesnar, I can assure you that Roman Reigns will. Um, gotcha. All right. So yeah, thank you
0: for for clearing that up. Now I I understand the Roman Reigns storyline and 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 you know yeah these some of these some of these, most of these storylines aren't real, but that Roman Reigns diagnosis certainly was real, right?
1: Hundred percent real, hundred yeah. percent real.
0: Okay, yeah. So uh, I saw that clip of him coming back to Raw, right? And uh, it was a great clip. Uh, he was like, how
1: bad would that suck if I just went no, they faked that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's like I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if you went, oh no, it's <laughs> all of this was staged.
1: JK everybody <laughs> Okay, so you wanna it's, move uh, on to the yeah, next one? Yeah, what n- 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 number three, right? Number Number two. three. This is one that I see, I expect you to be pretty excited about, Marcelo, being the big movie nut that you are. Oh, man, you have no uh, idea. We, <laughs> we've got Triple H versus The Returning Batista. Oh, my God. Oh. Of course, we all know Dave Batista. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Dave oh, Batista?
0: Dave Batista, the star of Blade Runner 2049, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 uh specter uh infinity war uh and also is he's it, is it gonna be in dune dune yeah dune yeah but that i had that uh hotel movie what was that oh yeah uh hotel artemis right right yeah he's in that yeah yeah uh and i used to watch him wrestle back in the day back when he first started in the wwe right. so uh I, I i i saw him with hair so i i know batista Uh, And I was excited seeing some tweets about his return to uh, the WWE and apparently he beat up Ric Flair. Um, And uh, Mm -hmm. you're going to tell me all about the storyline because I'm excited to see – well, should I be this excited to see Batista and Triple H fighting
1: in 2019? I I am pretty excited about it. Okay. I would say you are not wrong to be excited.
0: All right. So, so, Um, yeah,
1: give me the lowdown on this. Sure. So Triple H, Batista, Ric Flair, and uh, Randy Orton were a part of a tag team, like, stable called Evolution 10, 15 years ago. I don't know. I don't know, Jack, about them, but uh, apparently they were a big deal and a good team, and everybody liked them. They were like a heel stable, I think, obviously, with those four. Sounds right. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, they were good, and, uh, the SmackDown had their 1000th episode and they teased like the reunion of the evolution of evolution is going to happen. And Batista and Trip Batista showed up and it was his first time in WWE for a couple of years now. He won the Royal rumble in like 2014 or something. Oh wow. But yeah, but uh, he's, he uh, came back just to do that little one-off appearance and him and, like Triple h was saying like some of the some of the great fights that they had together and and uh triple h got in i'm not i don't remember exactly, but Triple h got into like uh how that he beaten everybody or whatever, but then Batista was like, Hey, there's one person you never beat, and it was me,, <laughs> and they had a big stare down, and it was an intense moment. And that's true. Triple H has never actually beaten Batista before in a one-on-one match. So that's kind of... And then he popped up out of nowhere a couple months ago now uh-huh. at Ric Flair's uh, 70th birthday celebration that was going to happen on Raw in Charlottesville, where Rick is from. Uh-huh. And it was a big... They've been promoting it as this... Big celebration. It's going to be a fun thing. We're getting to the end of the Raw that week. And uh, everybody, all the wrestlers in the company are out there on the on the floor. And they're ready to welcome out Ric Flair into their arms. And we cut backstage because Ric Flair's music is playing, but there's no Ric Flair. And everybody's like, what the heck? And so we <laughs> cut backstage. And we go to Ric Flair's dressing room. And we hear a bunch of pounding and beating. And then, and then, uh, out the door opens and Batista is there and he drags out Ric Flair. This is not the first thing that happened. Whatever. It's better if I say it this way. Yeah. <laughs> Ric, uh, Batista drags out Ric Flair by his neck. And it's kind of like really gross, kind of brutal. And, uh,. And uh he looks straight into the camera and he's like, Triple H, I want you. Give me what I want. And then the following week they brought out Batista, and that was how the episode ended, and it was kind of this harrowing note, you know? Yeah. I've never said you know before, and this is this is something that I've made for this podcast, I guess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry for that tangent. I know. Uh <laughs> uh so the next week Batista came out to answer for his actions and Triple H was all peeved and he was in the ring like what's going on man why would you do this and Batista was like you know what i want give me what i want it was just <laughs> it was that like what i said like give yeah, me yeah. what i want it was him screaming that back back and forth to triple h every time triple h would say something he just screamed give me what i want it was awesome. <laughs> it was a really good promo. Anyway, so uh, Triple H was like, you know what? Fine. We're going to have our match. Because Tri- Batista is dead set that Triple H can't beat him and this is going to be like the proving, you know? yeah, You know. And, uh, I know. I know, man. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and, uh, Batista wanted a match with Triple H at WrestleMania. That's what he's going to get. And it is not just any old match. It is the one match with a stipulation on this whole card? Oh wow, the stipulation match. Yes, this is a no holds barred match. Oh my god, which is a fancy way of saying no disqualifications. No disqualifications. Wow. So, I have
0: questions. Here we go. Shoot, like this, man, it's question time. Um, Triple H. Okay, I've seen him in you know uh, as part of. The the WWE now mostly in a suit, you know, with his yep. bald head and big beard. Yep. Uh, what role does he play now? Because again, back in the day, he used to be a huge deal, huge wrestler, multiple championship winner, uh, running around with a sledgehammer, beating up people. And now, how much does he wrestle, and how much is he part of the company now? And also,
1: we should say, isn't he isn't he married to Stephanie McMahon? him and stephanie mcmahon are real life married
0: yeah uh that was a huge storyline back in the day when yep uh well i try to remember now it's like it was something with the ministry of darkness or some shit where like just didn't triple h forcibly marry stephanie mcmahon yeah was a,
1: triple h like knocked her out and like drove her to vegas yeah the that was wedding a pro- was problematic um yeah but, it's not no, oh, uh, not not good. But that's <laughs> anyway, what happened. Triple but- H is a bad guy. He's a skeevy little guy. Yeah, yeah. So. so, so, talk about current day Triple H. What's he up to? Current day Triple H. Current day Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He is the, uh, he is the real life, I believe, CFO, oh, chief financial officer of the WWE. I don't know if that's a real role that he has, but that's definitely his storyline role. But in the re- like real life company, like what he actually does for sure that I know of, um, WWE has a developmental brand where it's this, it's like build as like this is this the stars the stars of tomorrow today in the WWE called NXT, and uh, these. So it's like the younger younger, newer guys that they've signed to work for them. They're down there and they're fighting. And Nick, Nick What? Triple H is... <laughs> Nick I Who's wanted Nick? to say Nick Nicholas Cage. Why did I want to say that? I wasn't looking at him, whatever.
0: <laughs> you just have Nicholas Cage on the brain. Or or you want you want Nicholas
1: Cage to play Triple H in the WWE. Hey, um, yeah, hey, you know what? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do want that. Um, but uh, Triple H is the real-life head of creative for NXT and NXT's recent offshoot, NXT UK. That's an hour-long show every week. They have about five pay-per-views a year. It's become a very big deal. And uh, honestly, WWE, Raw, and SmackDown, they're, they can be... They can be a slog sometimes, but NXT is always like top-notch. It's consistently the best thing that they have going on. You can you can bet that NXT will be good. Yeah. And um, before, all, I'll just say this really quick, before all the big shows like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, Money in the Bank, and maybe one more, there is uh, an NXT, it's called NXT TakeOver. It's the night before that... WWE before the big pay per view, they have their own pay per view. Those are usually awesome, so that's something we can look out for later. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, Triple H runs that, and the shows are great. That is what he does, and um, he also from time to time wrestles. I would say he has he's had three or four matches in the last year. They brought him. They've been doing these horrible Saudi Arabia shows where they are <laughs> making big bank, but at the cost of. Uh, all of their souls. <laughs> they are, uh, so they they rolled out Triple H and Undertaker to have a match. The the end of an era. No, no, their last match together was like five years, ten years ago, probably. And it was called the end of an era, and they did it again at Saudi Arabia last year. And the so it was Triple H versus the Undertaker. That match was just. Garbage. They're two old men that can't move around. They can't do the things they're supposed to do. And uh, they did it again a few months later at the other Saudi Arabia show. There's two of those every year. Wait, Uh, they're still doing those? There are two of those every year for the next 10 years. What? Minimum. Yes. Okay. That's insane. (laughs) It is a deal worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but but they're going to do it. They're going to do it.
0: Real quick, quick tangent, and then we'll get back to Triple H. Um, yeah. The Saudi Arabia uh, thing, um, not good. <laughs> yeah. Because Saudi Arabia is not
1: a good country? Nope. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs>
1: the women wrestlers are not allowed to go there. <laughs> so uh, so uh, they're not allowed to be there. So that, that can just tell you a little bit if you don't know much. I, honest, I don't know much. But no,
0: I mean, I, I only know as much as uh, what John Oliver tells me on Sunday yeah, nights. Their,
1: yeah, their first pay-per-view, they had one little clip package that they showed at the place. Their first pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. There was one of their female wrestlers in one of those videos for half a second. Jesus. And it was a gigantic controversy. God damn it. So that's that's the level that they're at. Oh, and also at that first show, they were playing propaganda videos about how pro- progressive they are. <laughs> and also,
0: didn't uh, John Cena make a big deal about Nat showing up to one of those?
1: Yeah, the second time they went, this was after the journalist got murdered there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so John Cena said he wouldn't go Daniel Bryan said he wouldn't go And those are the two guys that have enough pull to say We're not going, you know
0: Wow, okay And I honestly thought, I didn't know about that 10 year deal Which is insane And I honestly thought they would be smart enough Not to do that anymore, WWE yeah. But I guess they are contractually obliged To uh, go know, to Saudi Arabia, uh, Arabia Every yeah, two years
1: That's so they say, you know insane. Alright, continue on Triple H. What's your Triple H story? Uh, yeah. Trip. So yeah, they had matches. Uh, they had that first match as Undertaker versus Triple H. And then, a few months later, at the next Saudi Arabia show, which I should also say, these Saudi Arabia shows, they're like a bonus pay-per-view that month. It's not the one month. You, you're... I'm never gonna force you to watch one. <laughs> <of those. laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Okay. Um. Uh. Triple H. Triple H. At the second Saudi Arabia show, it was Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels, who had come out of retirement. Oh, God. Hadn't wrestled a match in 10 years. They got Shawn Michaels to come out of retirement. Wait, was that any good? (laughs) (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker and Kane.
0: What? Wait. Kane,
1: who was the mayor of... ...of Knox County in Tennessee at the time. What
0: the fuck is going on? Okay, okay,
1: Marcus, what are you doing? So it was the... What are you doing? It was the reunion of Kane and Undertaker and the reunion of DX... And now they're all fifty years old, and they don't—they can't do it anymore. I mean, <laughs> one of them hasn't wrestled in ten years, and he Ooh. had a great retirement match, and it was amazing. It one what? of the best WrestleMania moments ever, bringing him out of retirement for a lot of money. God, sucked damn. as a fan. Wrestle uh, Sean Michaels. I—I I would say he's my favorite ever. It really sucked as a fan, but I will say the match. I ended up enjoying it for okay. what it was, which is. Not much, but it was like I don't know, I got to see Shawn Michaels wrestle live one time, you know? Tell me at Which least I'd never been able to do before. Tell me at least the match was like two minutes long. Nope. It was the main <laughs> event of that paper. It was the main event. It was probably a half hour.
0: Oh my god.
1: Uh yeah. It was four old men shambling around. Uh oh. <laughs> and occasionally Shawn Michaels like would do a flip. I will say, I will say for not having wrestled in ten years, Shawn Michaels was the only one in that match that looked like he could potentially still wrestle. Okay. Yeah, because, Probably because he's had ten years off not ruining his body like the other two oh, had been yeah. three had been.
0: Yeah, the goddamn anyway. goddamn mayor of that town as a wrestler yeah. in Saudi Arabia, it's insane. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Well oh, that's that's what your wedge has been up to.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he just wrestles a couple matches a year basically.
0: But it's exciting to see him versus Batista. Um, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. I, Even I, though I,
1: they're they're older, but they they're doing a wise thing, making it the qualifications. They can hide things. Yeah, they can, they can hide things that they can't do anymore by just making him hit him with a sledgehammer, and he can sit down for a while.
0: You know. But uh, he, uh, if Triple H is signature sledgehammer, he still uh, bring that out, right?
1: And that's definitely a part of his personality still.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. He hasn't lost that. Oh. oh what a what a roller coaster one that was that was insane
1: um where where are we now two is it number two number two number two the top two here I will say are the two that are built the best they have been doing great things with one of them and pretty good things with the other okay I'm gonna start out with the one that I think is like great top to bottom okay, okay what is 'cause the other one is definitely bigger. But this one, uh, this is the WWE Championship match between the current champion, the new Daniel Bryan, and this is an unannounced match. This is not official yet, but it's going to happen. They've been building it for months. Versus Kofi Kingston.
0: Right. This I've heard about. We mentioned this uh, earlier in the show. Uh, But yeah, I've heard this is a big deal uh this, just yeah, just to give you some pretense of what I know um I know that he has been around for a while mm-hmm. uh and this is uh, him getting his deserved shots after so many years, and it seems yep. to be like a triumphant moment yeah, uh that's
1: definitely what's happening,
0: yeah, so yeah, so tell me more about this match
1: Kofi Kingston he's been in the w w e for over a decade uh and he's never never had his time in the sun on his own. He's he's uh he like it looked like they were gonna push him and then they didn't and that happened a couple times and then he just kinda kinda just stayed in his in his section. Never really got the big time. Even though he's always been very talented, the people have always liked him. He's always great, but he's just never had his shot. And uh the last Four or five years he's been a part of this uh, tag team called the New Day, which right. is uh, Xavier Woods, Biggie, and Kofi Kingston. And they have been just on top of the world. They're so great. They're really, really fun. And uh, finally, um, tr- uh, Kofi Kingston, he's not breaking away from the New Day, but he looks to be getting his first shot that he's ever really had. At the WWE Championship at a higher status, um, and this happened because in February they were going, they were they doing the six-man elimination chamber, and they did the gauntlet match that I mentioned earlier, that they were going to decide who came or who gets to be in, who gets to enter the elimination chamber mat last, basically was who, the winner of that match golem match, got to enter the Elimination Chamber last. And the week prior, the match was supposed to be five people and Mustafa Ali, who is this young up-and-comer guy. He came from 205 Live to SmackDown. He's the only person that's ever made that transition. And the crowd was into him. He's got a really great feel-good story. He's a really athletic and entertaining character. But he got like a really bad black eye the week before that gauntlet match was supposed to happen. Huh. And, uh, that got him taken out and it could have been a really big thing for him, but it ended up being a really, really big thing for Kofi Kingston who took the place in that gauntlet match. He ended up going over an hour. He beat three people in a row and, uh, three like really big people in a row and it was kind of a like a big shocker, a big surprise, and it was like everybody was behind him. And because of his performance in that match, uh, he kinda got like the the crowd got super into him and started this like campaign hashtag Kofi Mania, like really set in insisting on this guy finally getting his shot going to WrestleMania. And it worked. De- at, um, not officially yet, but, <laughs> but uh, last week it led to Vince doesn't like him. Vince does the in storyline. Vince doesn't like him. He does not believe that Kofi actually has what it takes, and so he is making, he's setting the bar impossibly high for Co- so Kofi can't reach it. And he's like, all right, you'll get your WrestleMania match if you go through these five people in another gauntlet match and you have to beat all five of them in a row and it was these five big burly uh, bad guys Samoa Joe, Rowan Randy Orton and another one uh, The Bar the tag team um, right. uh, and he did it he beat all five of them on that episode of Raw it was over an hour it was very exciting it was a really another great performance by him And then at the end, Vince McMahon came out one last time, (coughs) Sorry, and uh, he said, Alright, Kofi, you did a great job, but I've got one more opponent for you. (laughs) And he brought out Daniel Bryan, the current champion, and uh, Uh, made him fight him, and uh, he lost, of course. So that's where we're at in the storyline. This match is not official, but however, whatever magic they've got to pull off to make it happen, it's... Certainly going to happen. Yeah, and so there's a lot of uh, just a lot of goodwill behind Kofi Kingston. The crowd is super into him. Uh, there's a great story going on, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically where we're at. I'm uh, the, yeah.
0: This one's for sure. I'm I'm excited about because of the buzz around it. I don't I don't think I've seen a lot of his. M- I don't think I've seen more than like one or two uh, matches that Kofi's been in, but I can for sure say I love this underdog story. You know, even though he's he's been around yeah. for what ten years and he's never had this big of a shot before. So, uh, and the storyline, and, and I remember you talking about like a similar storyline, right, where another wrestler had to go through like a gauntlet
1: type situation. Right, that was last year. That was uh, Seth Rollins did that same situation. That's what got him into the elimination chamber that year. That's I think. right. Yeah. So yeah, uh,
0: this one I for sure need to do some catch up on. I need to watch those man- those those Kofi matches with the gauntlet and whatnot. And uh, sure. yeah, I I'm pumped. Uh, okay, so tell me exactly what I need to see before this. What? Well, which matches I need to see before this?
1: Before this match. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those two gauntlet matches. And, uh, you could watch the Elimination Chamber match that he was in. Uh, I'd say those three are all, like, really high-quality stuff and just... And another thing about this, it it was built entirely organically. This is not something that they've been planning for a long time, but it's just based on crowd reactions. And honestly, that's a thing that used to be a bigger thing than it is now. Like, the WWE just has not... uh, emphasized crowd interaction and putting over the people that the crowd loves. That just doesn't happen much anymore. Uh, yeah. And it it seems like it's actually working now with this and the next match. That we're uh, okay. So are we ready for number one? Uh, just really quickly I'll say Daniel Bryan, he's doing that. Like, he's Captain Planet.
0: Oh, that's right. Let's talk, let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, Dan, uh, uh, yeah, uh yeah, Daniel Bryan... Um I did watch a match uh what was it, the Royal Rumble Royal Rumble? Uh and I saw that clip that montage they showed before the match where they <laughs> he was he's the heel, right? Yes. And he is an environmentalist now and
1: environmentalist, anti capitalist. Anti
0: capitalist. <laughs> and it it it's like first reformed uh but in wrestling. Yeah. And basically, yeah uh that's the that's the let before that uh change uh i mean was he just a like an, a as i say normal wrestler <laughs> like did, did did he not have like a weird storyline like that or has he always kind of had weird storylines
1: he's been the f- like they brought him in like over a decade ago as like this nerd and that didn't work <laughs> and then uh he was another person like Kofi Kingston <clears throat> at WrestleMania 30 in the build-up to that, I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but it was another thing where like the crowd organically got behind him. They started this whole movement called Yes Movement, uh, where I like, guess catchphrase is like just saying yes and pumping his fingers into the air. And it's and like the crowd got so behind him, it was like this big WrestleMania moment where he had to. At WrestleMania 30, he had to start the night by beating Triple H so that he'd get added into the main event, which was Randy Orton versus Batista. And uh, so he beat Triple H earlier that night, and then later on in the night, he beat Randy Orton and Batista to become the champion. And it was basically all because of crowd push. Like, crowd was. Everybody loved him, everybody wanted him to have the moment, and they gave him that moment, by golly. And then a year later. Uh, A little over a year later, he had to retire due to too much head injury. Uh. He had like CTE or something, and he was at serious risk of developing worse part, doing worse things to his brain. And uh, so, yeah, he was retired, and uh, three years go by, two years go by, and uh, he'd been doing general manager stuff and backstage stuff. And uh yeah 2 years go by and suddenly he can wrestle again. Okay. The doctors have cleared him to wrestle and that's that's all he ever wanted to do. He's he's back, he's doing what he loves. And for a while for and that was his first match was at WrestleMania last year. And uh, in the time since WrestleMania, the crowd loved him and blah blah blah. But eventually he was like, "You know what? Screw you guys." <laughs> uh I I see through you. You don't really appreciate me. What you are doing to this planet <clears throat> is irreversible. <clears throat> Your terrible consumerist ways have destroyed all of us. And he kind of he turned on the people that loved him so much. And uh, now he is the bad guy. He is the new Daniel Bryan. And he <laughs> he became WWE champion and uh he replaced the wwe championship leather belt with a uh, hemp and naturally felled wood uh belt and then honestly it is adorable it's it's a great it's, it's it's one of my favorite things happening it's it's really it's cute i love it a lot and daniel bryant and okay so your one of your problems with this is why is the environmentalist guy the bad guy right Yeah, it's weird. It is definitely weird, but they, Daniel Bryan is so good at what he does that it's like, you buy it, he is being a real asshole, like he goes out there into the crowd and like shoves hot dogs in people's faces and sprays (laughs) them with their their drinks. And and uh Boy, what was I about to say?
0: So he's like a a bad guy you,
1: you You end up liking you. You're not supposed to, uh-huh. but the crowd kind of has come back around, and they're like, "Yeah, what you are saying is correct. We agree with you." <laughs> Especially in like more liberal areas like <laughs> Seattle or los <laughs> Los Angeles. But yeah, the crowd is kind of like if they go to more like like California, people are like like when he's telling them when he's telling the audience, "Fuck you, you all suck." the audience is like, yeah, you're right, we suck. <laughs> and they cheer him, you know? It's it's kind of this weird, fun relationship. Yeah, so... Know. it's it, So, is
0: this going to be the main event at WrestleMania, Marcus?
1: That's very possible, but uh, personally, I don't think it will be. I think the main event will be number one. Number one, 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 one. One one one. That is your Raw Women's Championship match. Your current title holder, Ronda Rousey, versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Triple threat match.
0: Oh my God!
1: Lot to unpack here. Where do we even begin? I don't even know. Ronda. I'll start with Ronda Rousey. Okay. Who is Ronda Rousey? She is a serious MMA fighter, got really popular a while ago, and kind of drifted away from MMA once she started losing and sucking, and now she's a wrestler, because she's always liked WWE, apparently, and she came into the WWE February, at the Royal Rumble of last year, no, two Royal Rumbles ago, I guess. She, like, showed up at the end, and it was a big shock, like, whoa. Nobody thought she'd be nobody knew she'd be there at all and uh from there she kind of debuted and she's been doing this baby face, which is weird but she's she'd been doing this babyface thing
0: yeah uh, that was weird uh seeing it uh, at the war of Wumble when she had her match Because uh, like I think during that conversation we had about it, about that match. I'm like, yeah, she's a pretty good bad guy. And you were like, no, she's supposed to be the good guy. It's like, oh.
1: Yes. <laughs> the, yes. The, the crowd doesn't seem to like her. <laughs> right. And uh, that has changed. Oh. And because, like I said with Dan O'Brien, they went to a more liberal, liberal area. And Ronda Rousey, as a person, sucks. We, This is true. Yes. Uh, and uh, so the crowd there... Like you think you would naturally do with Ronda Rousey, they booed her, and she genuinely took that the wrong way, and uh, they built it into storyline. She seemed very hurt by it when it was happening, and she's not the best uh, you know, acting part of wrestling. She doesn't really have that down the best.
0: Wait, so are we talking about at the Royal Rumble?
1: <clears throat> no, this was just at a Raw. Oh, just at yeah. a raw. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay a couple okay. months, like a month or two ago. Okay, yeah. And uh so the crowd there booed her and they turned it into storyline, she became bad guy. Now we will uh pause that conversation. Okay. And I'm gonna move into People's Heroes, People's People's Hero, the Irish Last Kicker, Becky Lynch. Who is this now? Uh she, you know what? It's not that interesting. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, who who's <laughs> no, this no. match? <laughs> no, Becky Lynch. Becky uh, Lynch. Yes.
0: I'm gonna I'm jump in. Becky Lynch is the reason why I'm watching wrestling now. That's it. Uh, after the Royal Rumble, I was like, who is this person? Why is she so yeah. interesting?
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh, so she, I, she, one hundred percent see that. I think it's,
0: she, yeah, because yeah, I had no context going in. I'm the context king. I had no context <laughs> going in to the Royal Rumble. I think the first match I saw at the Royal Rumble 2019 was her versus who was it? It was for uh, it was for the title.
1: Yeah, it was uh, Oscar.
0: Yeah, it was Oscar. And I'm like, oh, I don't know who this is, uh, but I like her. And uh, she lost the match. And I was like, okay, I, 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 I like her. And then she popped up in, in the women's Royal Rumble at the very end. You know, she was that surprise twist. It's like, oh, she's not going to be in it. Oh, but she is in it because somebody else got injured. Yep. And she ended up winning the yep. Royal Rumble. And I was like, yes. With a
1: broken ankle kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And I became a fan after that. I watched, on your recommendation, Marcus, many Becky Lynch matches. Uh, from the last year or so. Even more than a year. Like I even yeah. saw some um NXT, NXT stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, and I yeah, I I like her a lot. She's my favorite now.
1: So. She's she's great. She's really charismatic. She's great in the ring. She's got a lot of just a lot of natural personality. And uh yeah, that's kind of something that the crowd has always sensed about her and but she's never really been the top of the card you know she's never you know she's never been this she's never been at the top but around I don't remember exactly why but the crowd got really behind her around September of last year I'd say or around SummerSlam maybe the crowd just got suddenly like way reinvigorated with her And they ran with that, and they made her a bigger part of the show. She totally changed her character from this weird steampunk thing into a (laughs) leather jacket badass.
0: I I I saw a match. Yeah, I saw a match where she revealed her steampunk personality, and that was
1: weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made sure to warn you about that beforehand. <laughs> so I knew that'd be quite jarring. It was very jarring,
0: um, but no, she's 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 now the the her persona is now the man, right? And Yep, the man. Uh, and I I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, so the, okay. The- no, I was gonna say we we talked about it. Uh, I can't remember when. It might have been just during like. Uh, uh, through DMs, I was just because it was interested in where the story was going. Okay, because it was set up to be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch for the title, but then in comes Charlotte Flair, the daughter yes. of Ric Flair. We'll talk about this yes. development.
1: So I mentioned Becky Lynch has never been really at the top, or when she has, it's not been for long. And, um Charlotte, she's basically been always at the top her entire time in WWE. She's been like the woman's wrestler. And there's a reason for it. She's got pedigree with, uh, Ric Flair. So she's got built in goodwill for that. I, I don't know, actually. But, and, uh, and she's just extremely, extremely good at wrestling. And, yeah. but, crowd kind of, have soured on her lately because it's like okay we want somebody new and then in came Becky Lynch but uh in storyline Becky Lynch she won the Royal Rumble with a broken ankle or whatever and uh the WWE wanted her to get medically checked out because they didn't know if she'd be ready in time for Wrestlemania if her angle would heal and so she's been playing she's been kind of injured for the last few months and Eventually, Vince McMahon got fed up with her not wanting to see the doctors and told her to go, to go screw. You're out of the match. It is time for Charlotte Flair. Now it's Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Becky got screwed, you know. And uh, we are at, and that happened, and uh, Becky has had to fight her way back into the match, which she has already deservedly been into. And uh, the way she did that was by beating... They had a one-on-one match at Fastlane. It was Charlotte versus Becky. And if Becky won, she got added into the WrestleMania main event as like a triple threat match. And uh, Becky, she technically won the match because Ronda Rousey, who had just turned into a heel, came out and uh, punched becky therefore therefore disqualifying charlotte making becky the victor and now it's a triple threat all
0: right i have a question yep question time so uh i think you previously mentioned that you didn't think this one was fully put together as well as the kofi kingston one right
1: no, it's not.
0: No. What What are the problems? Because I can already... Guys, we, we talked about this over DM. Because, again, I'm fully invested in the story. I want to know where it's going. Um, I would have been happy if it was just a one-on-one, you know, Lynch versus Rousey match. Um, but they had a shove in Charlotte Flair. Yes,
1: yes. yes. That, is, that is the crux of the problem. It's somebody along the line decided Charlotte should be in there. Because this, uh, we should say, this very likely will be the main event headliner at WrestleMania, which will be the first time ever for a women's match to do that. And uh, so I guess the thinking is, you know, get Charlotte in there, and now both Becky and Charlotte are both first time ever did that, you know? Yeah. That's kind of the thinking, and it seems like... They had a good thing going with Becky and Ronda, but they've tried to derail it, basically, like, at so many points, and it hasn't worked because there's just natural stuff there. People enjoy it. But, like, Becky, she started out as the heel, and Rhonda was the face. Totally flipped that around, and eventually they decided, okay, people are not going to accept Becky as a heel, so now they're both faces, <laughs> and but 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 Becky's a face with an edge, and <clears throat> that was kind of how it was going. And Charlotte came in, and she was the obvious heel. But then, <laughs> and, but and then that this is where things get really muddy cause- yeah, this is this is what I want to know more about because I've only heard
0: about this. Uh, I want to know the real deal. And Marcus, you're the real deal maker here. Uh what is That's my name. Yeah, the real deal maker.
1: Yeah, what, what was yours? Uh,
0: uh the the context king. <laughs>
1: the context king yeah. and the real deal maker.
0: Yeah. Right. So what is going on with Ronda Rousey and her turn and all of a sudden I'm hearing uh she's saying rest, like uh, essentially wrestling is fake, y'all are stupid. This is this is dumb, WWE is awful.
1: Uh what is going on there? That's so yeah, that's kind of the way they've been Rhonda turned heel by uh, going nuts and saying uh, screw all the fans and wrestling is fake and wrestling sucks and you're all dumb for liking this and that's the direction they're going with which I don't know I mean I I don't like her and that makes me not like her anymore makes me (laughs) dislike her even more so I guess you know in that way it succeeded but also it's they muddied the waters it's it's overly complicated and it feels a little cheap it feels a little like you you, you had this gift this very obvious easy storyline to do and they wanted to pump it up and make it different yeah, they couldn't just go with what was obvious and would have been best. They had to do this insane crap, and now Ronda's out there saying wrestling is stupid. This, this is not real. Why do you watch this? And Becky's ch- clapping back at her on Twitter, being like, "Screw you." And Charlotte's also there. <laughs> Charlotte was also there. Yeah. I, yeah, obviously,
0: I'm still invested. I, I'm still rooting for Becky. Yes, Lynch for and sure. Obviously, and, for but sure. yeah, like you're saying, it seems like they're overly complicating things Uh, again
1: that's 100% it
0: would have been so much better if it was just a one-on-one and you know didn't have to overcomplicate things even the uh the ankle thing you know that whole gimmick because that's not real it's she she doesn't right she doesn't really have something wrong with her no Becky Lynch
1: way their way of building up Becky was weird like she's supposed to be this really tough lady Who doesn't take shit from anyone. And then they had her go on TV and apologize to Stephanie McMahon. And then after that is when Vince came out and screwed her. And they've also, like, they couldn't, they wouldn't let her beat Charlotte at Fastlane. They had Ronda Rousey come in and punch her. And that's how she wins. It's just they're doing, like, Becky is supposed to be this big badass. And. She's kind of just fumbling her way through it like that's yeah. the storyline they're choosing to tell and it's dumb
0: super it's weird just dumb yeah but oh boy
1: like I, but like still there is a lot of natural heat here there's a lot there there is something real here that is exciting, not just for the gimmick of oh the first time ever that the women are doing this it's like there is something genuinely good about this beyond that okay
0: good they haven't completely screwed the pooch here right dibby no, dibby. they yeah. haven't no. okay and we're only two weeks away and <clears throat> there's no chance that uh, they're going to hopefully I mean w- could they screw this up in the next two
1: weeks possibly <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it, I'll, I'll say it's it's not bad it's just disappointing okay you know? yeah it's just a little disappointing okay. all
0: right so again I'm excited I have a lot of catching up to do. I have to catch up on some matches, on some, um, I guess, some promos from uh, WWE and leading up to WrestleMania. Is there anything else we miss that I need to catch up on? Like,
1: what what else yeah. do I need to see? Um, not to see, but I'll just quickly say what you're a little bit of what you'll see at WrestleMania. Uh, your host for the evening, they always have a host. There's a host? What? <laughs> yeah, there's always a host. Uh, I don't know when this started, but there's... Somebody comes out and they're just like, Hey, welcome to WrestleMania, and then they disappear. <laughs> okay. Like Hulk Hogan did it five years ago, and Stone Cold did it five years ago, and they get typically get people like that. But <clears throat> this year they're doing a uh, um, uh, woman's wrestler, uh, Alexa Bliss... Uh, She's really good, but this year They just don't have anything for her So that's what she's doing, she's hosting She's really good She's kind of like a heel, but right now she's doing a face thing Right And um, there's also going to be uh, There's always usually a musical Performance at Wrestlemania What? Is there? (laughs) Yeah, last year it was Pitbull (laughs) Okay (laughs) (laughs) This year It is WWE wrestler uh, Elias Okay. I love personally, I think he's just the best. Who is he again? I, I've seen him, right? He yeah, maybe he was in the Royal Rumble probably, I think. But he uh he comes out with a guitar and he plays these songs about how the audience sucks. And they all boo him or cheer him if they agree.
0: Was he the guy who uh, faced off against Jeff Jarrett at the Royal Rumble?
1: Oh yes, yes, that is what happened at the Royal Rumble. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, I know him now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's he's got that whole shtick. I think he's really good at it. I personally like Elias a lot. And uh, so yeah, he's the musical guest, and his whole thing is he plays a guitar and he's doing a song, and then somebody comes out and interrupts them. (laughs) <laughs> that happens 90% of the time. <laughs> so, look forward to that. Somebody's going to interrupt him and that will probably be an impromptu match. Uh and also this is the um Okay, so this WrestleMania is going to have two special guest correspondents. Special uh, what guest correspondents. What does that mean, Marcus? <clears throat> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but what it will mean for you is that Colin Jost and Michael Che from Saturday Night Live oh, no. <laughs> will be involved in WrestleMania in some form or fashion.
0: Oh, no. Well, that's unfortunate. Be
1: there. <laughs> uh, Colin Jost was just at Raw on when it was in New York not that long ago. And uh, he pissed off Braun Strowman by saying that the Mets were good and they were in Brooklyn or something. I don't know. (laughs) He said said the wrong thing about a sports team. And he also said wrestling's fake, right? And so that made Braun Strowman, big burly guy, mad. And uh, (laughs) the next week on Raw, uh, Colin Joe sent a car, like a nice sports car. He bought a nice sports car to give to Braun Strowman to make good. And that didn't work. Braun Strowman tore it up to pieces, ripped the doors off, and crushed it. And, uh, so that's where we are in that. They're gonna be there. Why? I don't know. Who cares? So, gonna are they gonna win the tag
0: team championship
1: or some shit? What? I don't know. Let's... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they're gonna be there. I, I my, my theory is that they're going to, uh, like, guest commentate. On the battle royal, where okay. Braun Strowman is officially entered in, and they're somehow Colin Jones is going to get in the ring, and that's going to make Braun lose or something. I don't know.
0: All right, so that's that's your forecast for yeah. Colin Jost Colin Jones, Colin. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe Scarlett Johansson will be in the audience that night. Who God, knows?
0: God damn it, she's dating him, right? <laughs> yes. This has made me sad yes. all of a sudden. Yes. Excite me with anything else. What, what else am I going to look forward to?
1: Uh, how much wrestling are you willing to watch, Marcelo? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so my plan—it's in two weeks, right? Yep. <sighs> I am here. My 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 plan, my forecast for that day is: I'm going to tune in exactly when the WrestleMania begins and turn off when the Wrestlemania ends <laughs> okay. I am I am not going to commit to any pre-game or post-game shows or anything sure okay, okay. very fair but what although you I, know I think I, sh- I tell me we'll t- talk yeah, about that later. okay later uh, but okay we, we talked about how, how typically these run these pay-per-views run but uh, if I were to watch okay the Wrestlemania itself the pay-per-view itself how long is that going to be
1: um, there is a two hour pre show which contains two or three matches in it, and you add that into it, you're looking at over seven hours. Seven hours of wrestling content. Of varying degrees of quality. <laughs> oh boy. But but uh yes. I like last year, like here's the thing. It's not just all storylines and wrestling and all that. They they really they put on a show. They put it like it's the biggest night of the year for them and you can tell. They bring out the pyrotechnics, which aren't out as much anymore, fireworks, all that. Everybody's got cool outfits and huge entrances. They're coming down the longest ramp ever. And like that pageantry of it, like I find extremely exciting, and I hope that you do too. Because I don't know. It just it throws an extra wrinkle in things. It makes everything a little more exciting. And even though it was so long last year, I came away thinking WrestleMania was like the best show of that year, and most of it was pretty dang good. So, and so if they can at least meet that meat that quality, then we should be in for a good show. I
0: hope they meet okay. that quality. As well, I, I'm. I, I, I'm honestly, I'm excited for it. Okay, this is the first one yeah. I will see live, like from beginning to end, um, uh, in ye in decades now. Uh, right. S- well, no, I saw Ro Lumber so just three months. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. It's our first WrestleMania, you know. Not my first pay per view in a long time, but my first WrestleMania in a very long time. Right. The, the last WrestleMania I saw live was maybe 2002 maybe so yeah it's been a while um
1: so i'm excited been a
0: it's been a while uh
1: and it sh- yeah it'll be yes i hope you have a good time i suggest that you make a day of it you get snacks and beers and whatever i have a snack and beer you have one <laughs> One you snack and one, one beer. You have one fun-sized bag of trail mix, and you have one, like, can of beer. What <laughs> <laughs> can of beer. I'll go to the gas station and go,
0: sir, may I have one can of beer? And he's Just like...
1: Pop that sucker open.
0: And he's like, sir, they come in six packs. It's like, no, I want one. One small one, please.
1: <laughs> and you sit and you park yourself in front of your phone... <laughs> Sitting in a folding chair in your living room. Yes. <laughs> and, and you drink your one pan of beer okay. for seven hours.
0: And that's my Sunday. <laughs> that's how I want to spend WrestleMania 35.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. But, but now you, you you have a fun time with it. You do whatever you got to do to get into it. I'm gonna get into I think, it. I'm gonna get into yeah, it. Yeah, I think I bought. I personally, I bought the. WWE official cookbook, and I'm planning on... Wait, what? Okay,
0: okay. Uh, We're running out of time.
1: uh, This is the whole can of worms we don't need to open right now. Real quick. Why? (laughs) That's it. Why? Uh, There's a cookbook? Because I am a moron. Whose recipes are in that cookbook? uh, Some ladies attributed on the front. What I don't think it's actually like WWE's. I was gonna say like wrestlers' recipes, There's but...
0: not like a like mankind rotisserie, <laughs> mankind rotisserie chicken no. recipe
1: in there. They they did not go to mankind and get his personal re- recipe, or but... or like a Val Venus like Chicago hot dog or something. What uh... no? But they do have tons of fun punny titles for all their dumb food. Like there's. Uh NW Oatmeal. Oh god damn and, it. Uh, and Batista, which is Batista with a, a quiche. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Oh. And uh I am a total moron and I bought this book and I'm going to I'm planning on making something for when all of our friends are watching the show.
0: Oh that is on one hand sweet. And on another hand <laughs> s- sad. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, but you you're going to have a good time.
1: I'm going to have a good time in our own and distinct yeah, place. Help. And uh yeah, I don't know like WrestleMania weekend is a bigger deal than just WrestleMania in wrestling. Like it's going to be in New-, New York this year. They're calling it New York. It's actually in New Jersey. Yeah. But it's going to be in New Jersey this year and uh so there's shows popping up all around the New York, New Jersey area. There's, like, every indie promotion is going to be in that area, and they're running shows the entire week. There's going to be an NXT TakeOver on Friday, the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony on Saturday. There's tons of indie shows that I'm looking forward to personally. Uh, like, what are they called? There's uh, there's two specifically, and I'm going to find the name them because it's actually...
0: Yeah, you find the names. And all of this, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. well, most of this will, will take place on the WWE Network, right? Um, I can watch all this. Are they showing the Hall of Fame stuff on the, on the WWE yeah, Network? Yeah, Hall of
1: Fame gets streamed. Uh, I'm not going to uh, have any hand in convincing you to watch it because, honestly, it is a... I watched it last year and it's way too long and they don't have any caps on it. And it's just people talking for a long time and it's it was boring, but it's also kinda of sweet. Like I saw Mark Henry go in and it's like I like Mark oh, Henry.
0: Yeah, I like Mark Henry too. Is there this anyone of I was gonna say anyone of note getting in, inducted?
1: Yeah, this year it's going to be their biggest their big headliner is uh D X, the whole group oh, okay. D Generation oh. X. Yeah, so that might be fun, and it's, that's that's going to include China, who has not been in personally, who should have been in personally a very long time ago. So yeah. people are very excited about that.
0: That's good. Well, yeah. Well, I'll I'll at least maybe tune into some of that, maybe. Right,
1: and the other shows this weekend that I'm really looking forward to watch, which I'm thinking you're going to have more questions about, but let's not. There's going to be the the. The G1 Supercard, it's uh, it's uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor coming together. To Those are two separate promotions. that are running their own show together at Madison Square Garden. It's something that I'm very much looking forward to. And there's also uh, indie wrestler Joey Ryan is hosting uh, Joey Ryan's Penis Party which is another show that I'm very much looking forward to.
0: No need for explanation on that. Definitely not. All right. So Marcus, what a ride. This was our road to WrestleMania 35. Yes. Name of this episode. What a a way to start this show. Um, And we'll be back for WrestleMania 35 in two weeks. And then after that, we'll be back for what? Backlash, which will be great. And then after that, what money in the bank or some some stuff? I don't know. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's
1: backlash main thing. Yeah, so we'll do this once a month.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I like this. You know, I learned something. I hope people listening learn something, unless they already knew it all and they are calling us stupid. Um
1: But yeah. <laughs> uh Marcus, any last words before we close this thing? No, I'm just—I'm very excited about the future of this. I hope you have a good time. I'm gonna have a good time.
0: I'm already let's, having. Let's go. A good let's time. Let's do wrestling. Let's. What? What? A, what? A catchphrase. Uh, but bef- yes. Be- Before the catchphrase, Marcus plugs. Where can they find you online, the listeners?
1: <laughs> oh sure, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus Irving three one seven and da da da. You can uh, read my bi bi is that the right word? Yeah. Every two weeks, I do a a writing about uh, James Bond. I've never seen any of the movies until a couple months ago. And every two weeks, I watch another one and I write about my experiences with it. We are up to when Roger Moore takes over the series.
0: Ooh.
1: So, look out for that.
0: Dark times ahead. All right. As for me, Marcelo Pico at Marcelo Pico on Twitter. Of course, Talk from Society. Uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash Talk from Society for commentaries, new shows. It's common, folks. New content on there. Uh, and of course, a regular podcast feed. can You believe it. We forgive you. Sequels. Marcelo makes a podcast at Pod to Be You. And this show. Marking the marks with Marcus and Marcelo. Oh, well, I mean, well We're busy. Talk from society. It's busy. So many good podcasts. So many good ones. Um, and now for our signature catchphrase, Marcus. Here we go. Are you ready? On three. Yeah. One, yeah. two, three. Let's do wrestling. Let's
1: do wrestling. Wrestling good. <laughs> wrestling
0: good. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you at WrestleMania. Points to sign.